Uh, just got a report from someone in Israel that COVID numbers are climbing again and that uh, a lot of kids are being encouraged to go into quarantine right now in Israel. And um, even if this uh, subject had not hit pretty close to home for me over the last few days, I think we still would have taken the time to address it this morning because there are a lot of concerned parents out there uh, that now are starting. I shouldn't say now are starting. That wouldn't be fair. But now are really, really getting concerned about what the last two years have done to our children, uh, about what the last two years have done to um, kids in our community that for some are now going on a third school year of um, of COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, for many, the uh, 19-20 school year was, you know, came to an abrupt halt. The 2021 school year was a very difficult one to navigate, and there was a lot of quarantine and testing and and principals and, and faculty members having to deal with all these types of situations when we wish they could concentrate on other things that are going on in school. And now 21-22, when we thought that things would, you know, lighten up a bit, uh, we've been facing yet another surge over the last few weeks, as you know, uh, with this new variant. And more and more parents are very, very concerned to the point where I was informed last week that in our circles, in our circles, among the parents that are traditionally listeners of this show, for the most part, that are listeners of this show from the New York, New Jersey area, we know we have people around the world, um, uh, the parents have officially formed a group, a group that's representing um, uh, the fears that they have regarding uh, what's happening with our children, who are again now in the midst for many of them in a third year of having their school year completely uh, upended. A.J. Schreiber, who's been with us before and has been a wonderful friend, both on and off the air, is with us live via telephone. He's one of the people that's representing this larger group of parents and one of the people who have lent their names, uh, board members of schools, uh, very involved parents of schools who have lent their names to this effort. And we'll talk about how everybody out there can get involved. A.J. Schreiber, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I know I did some of the uh, summing up. Uh, but from your perspective, wh- wh- why has it become necessary for a group of parents to officially form an effort uh, to try to help the schools and our kids get back to a somewhat normal situation? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, the uh, you know, as you said, this has been going on for a very long time, and uh, certainly. You know, in the beginning, as we as we started with all this, um, people didn't know what to do, and uh, there were a lot of unanswered questions, and so we acted accordingly, and the schools acted accordingly. I think we have a lot more information now, and you know, this is parents are getting extraordinarily concerned about some of the policies that are put in place, and. All we want to do is have a dialogue to discuss these issues um, because these are our children and obviously uh, the future. And, you know, these issues greatly affect them. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not just um, physically, which we're certainly considering, uh, and their families as well. These are big issues. But 
you know, there are emotional and psychological and even intellectual uh, uh, effects that this has on our children. You know, it's funny. We always talk about long COVID and those who've suffered from COVID, whatever, whatever stage it was at over the last 22 months, uh, in the back of our minds, we're always thinking, you know, what will this mean d- days from now, months from now, and years from now for our basic health? Uh, I think there's a long COVID to consider regarding uh, the education of our children and their, their social um, uh, situations. Because if we continue to insist that kids wear masks, and if we continue to insist that kids test and quarantine, and if we continue to insist that our principals and those who lead our schools concentrate the majority of their day on these issues instead of academics and extracurricular activities for the kids, then I'm afraid there's going to be a long COVID effect for all these kids down the road. Absolutely, and that's, you know, that's part of uh, you know, a major portion of, of the conversation that uh, we want to be able to have. And you know, let me, first of all, just start by saying something. You know, the, the school administrators and the principals and everybody else uh, involved in running uh, our schools from you know, day to day have done such an amazing job over the years, and we are so grateful to them for educating and taking care of our children in the place where they spend the vast majority of their time. Um, But, you know, people are still, uh, and and understandably so, um, uh, acting out of fear of the unknown. Um, But it is time that we have a conversation so that we could perhaps have these discussions from from an intellectual perspective and understanding all the facts um, and 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 balancing uh, the education, as you said, um, and the long term, not just physical long COVID, but behavioral long COVID. Um, we've seen uh, some some numbers that are incredibly alarming about some of the behavioral effects uh, of these uh, mandates, these policies, uh, what they can what they can do to our children. And we know so much more today than we did 22 months ago. And of course, we acted accordingly uh, all through the different stages. But now, as many have suggested, uh, we see the suggestion coming from the state of Israel because they're considering reopening completely in a few days. Why is that different now? Why are they considering that? Because everyone now has information and sees uh, that there may not be a choice but to let this latest variant run its course. Uh, if you open up the country, for instance, in regard to Israel, it's not going to make much of a difference because there are so many cases there already. Um, we are not asking people to act in an irresponsible fashion when it comes to our schools, but to examine the quarantine rules that are that have been established and continue to be enforced, the masking rules that have been established and continue to be enforced. Maybe there are ways to um, lighten some of these. Maybe there are ways to deal with some of these in a way where we just acknowledge that there are going to be students and faculty members who are sick with this new variant not nearly as sick we are a pretty boosted pretty much boosted community certainly a pretty much a boosted segment of our community so we're, we're hoping I would I would guess this is what you uh, how you would put it uh, we're hoping that people will consider all of this in in easing and in adjusting the rules so that our kids can have a better school and social experience I think. Absolutely. I do want to specify one thing. There are certain policies that are mandated by the government, and those uh, we are not at all 
uh, looking to violate any of those mandates to go against them. Certainly masking is a mandate in the schools uh, in, in many locations. Uh, what we want to do, and it's specified in, in the petition that we put out really an open letter uh, to the heads of schools, um, is to help us perhaps advocate uh, based on these uh, aspects of behavioral, emotional, psychological, intellectual, all of these uh, things that affect our children, to advocate uh, at the state and local levels to discuss this and to see maybe we can start talking about getting rid of this, uh, the mask mandates, uh, to the extent that we have a discussion and, and we all feel that's safe. We are, again, not looking to go against any of that, but perhaps create a grassroots effort um, to have these conversations with government officials um, at all levels. The, the reality is, the sad reality is that um, it seems that folks don't want to have that conversation. Um, and there may be a variety of reasons, but I can tell you that there are parents out there who desperately want to be heard, but they, are, they, they don't ask the questions. They're afraid to ask the questions. They've asked the questions in the past, and they're met with anger. They're, they're oftentimes made to feel like they're not, idiots right, or, or crazy people. Or they're not concerned, um, or they're not concerned about kids. Well, made, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that anybody that that has children is not concerned I'm about s- kids. I'm or, saying, you know. I'm, but I'm saying that they, they they are often made to feel that they are not concerned with the greater health risks. That they're not concerned yeah, with a- absolutely, and not just certainly for their for their children, right. but you know, they're not concerned about how it affects their their families at large. Um, but you know what what people have experienced. Um, literally bullying within the community and the school, uh, derision, and even reprisals, I mean, against their children where they're not invited to play dates or whatever it may be throughout this entire, uh, throughout this entire ordeal. Um, and people, those folks are made to feel like, and they feel like they're alone. They, they, are, they feel helpless in their, in their effort for their children. And just for them to know that they're not alone, that there are many people uh, in their communities and in the broader communities in the Jewish community around the country. Um, and I'll tell you some uh, incredible numbers uh, that we've seen with our letter and petition, um, to know that there are people with them and that they have a voice and that hopefully this effort will give them the voice to have the dialogue with the schools and whomever is making these policy decisions um, is something that gives them tremendous chizuk. And and that in itself is something uh, incredible uh, to be done. I will tell you that in the New York, New Jersey area alone, um, we have uh, a thousand, almost a thousand uh, signatures on behalf of children um, uh, or a thousand students represented in all of the schools across the New York, New Jersey area, and word of this has has gotten out um, so that outside of New York and New Jersey, um, there are, you know, starting to rack up some numbers now uh, for other people who feel the very same way um, and hope that this effort will help them as well. Yeah, A.J. Schreiber's with us. He's representing a group of parents that's not looking to pick a fight. They're looking to have a dialogue. They're looking to have a discussion about what could be done uh, in our schools, elementary and high schools, 
uh, within the law, within the law, within the regulations to ease things for children and give them a situation, a surrounding that will hopefully uh, give them less of a long COVID uh, problem, uh, but more of a, uh, a real school, uh, social and academic environment. Uh, that's what we're looking for. In, the, in this petition, in the letter that they're asking people to sign, and again, everybody out there, you can look at it yourself and make a decision if you want to sign it. I felt it was important to bring this to this audience. I know there are a lot of people out there who are concerned about all of this. Um, there's a, in the petition, it discusses masking and isolation and the fear that kids have about being quarantined, how so many of them have had to endure weeks of isolation multiple times. Um, it it, it, it uh, discusses children with learning disabilities, with speech and hearing issues and other things that are going on and how you have to uh, think about what they're going through right now. Um, and the, the call to action is that they're, they're asking to look closely at stopping school closures. They're asking to look closely at, at letting go of the mask mandates. They're asking to look closely to the end of quarantines. They're, acting, they're asking to look closely at testing and vaccinations not being enforced especially now with this new variant where it seems it's just running rampant throughout the entire community and everybody adult, uh, and not everybody, but you get my point, so many adults and children are getting it. Uh, if you want information about all this, if you want to read about it, and if you possibly want to sign it and join this effort, there's a distinguished list of people that uh, accompanies uh, AJ's name on this list that are involved in our community here in New York and New Jersey. And as you heard AJ say, it's really going nationwide at this point and getting a lot of attention from many school districts and many um, uh, yeshiva districts around the country. It's kidspetition.com. Kids, K-I-D-S, petition.com. Uh, it's as simple as that. K-I-D-S, petition.com, kidspetition.com. AJ, you said you've gotten interesting reactions from around the country. What can you tell us about that? Well, uh, again, people people are signing on uh, and putting the names to the petition uh from places, this was originally started really um, uh, as an effort for you know the New York metropolitan area, but again, this is obviously such a such a hot button item um, and such an important issue, um, and people again d- didn't feel they have a voice, and this gives them the ability to have the voice, and and I think um, that you know people are still afraid to put their names down mm-hmm. uh, on these sorts of things for everything that I stated earlier. Right. These are just the people who would put their names down. I, and I, I got to tell you that, you know, I spoke earlier about people um, feeling like they have a voice, uh, not only me, but but other uh, people who uh, put their name on really the committee. Um, and, and again, th- that's just the committee. There, there are all the names of people who put their names down, but uh, certainly putting that on a petition would... Uh, would take up a lot of space, but people have been approached, and I can speak about this from personal experience, in tears. People have come over in tears saying it means so much to them to know they're not alone and that they may finally have a voice. And, you know, that, that in itself is, you know, gives us the ability to know that we're doing the right thing here, that there are so many people that this is going to help. And, and you know, an important thing also that I want people to understand is that we have raised these issues on this letter petition, um, and you may or may not agree with all of them, and that's okay. Again, we just want to have a discussion right. about it. Also, also, I think your group, and I think I could safely say this, I know that it's my opinion, uh, I think your group is just looking for people to approach things differently in year three than they did in year one. 
There has to be some adjustment here. There has to be some recognition that things have changed. We have a lot more knowledge. We're a lot smarter about what's happening now uh, with this um, uh, public health situation. We need to adjust accordingly. We need to go and 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 uh, form policies and adhere to policies that make sense for year three. That may have uh, that may not anymore make sense uh, for year one, but now would make sense for year three. I, I think I could safely say that that's one of the things you'd like to accomplish. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's right on the money. Uh, and, you know, we have this information now. And again, I think, again, I can't state it enough times, the the, the school principals and administrators and, and everybody involved has certainly historically done such an incredible job and we're forever grateful for that. Um, and even during this incredibly difficult time, uh, I was really so blown away and impressed um, by how quickly our schools stepped up and uh, developed a curriculum for learning uh, from home, uh, distance learning, all of that. Really just they've done an amazing job, and they've done an amazing job throughout the process navigating all of this. Uh, but I think that it's time to have uh, uh, these discussions uh, with them. You know, oftentimes a lot of decisions that are made regarding policies are made by medical committees uh, that the schools have uh, that have dedicated themselves to, do, to handling these critical issues. But in some cases, uh, not all cases, in some cases these medical committees, nobody knows who they are, and they certainly can't have a discussion with them. Um, and they may only be taking into consideration the medical uh, issues, uh, the, you know, the physical health issues related to this, um, and not take into consideration the emotional and behavioral issues that are involved here. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. Right. We at just the, don't know. At the minimum, they've got to hear from parents their concerns, even if they even if they end up even if they end up feeling the same way they feel now, they've got to at least hear what parents have to say about this and have them describe what kids have been going through for the last uh, two years. Because it just, it just someone's got to advocate on behalf of our kids, and someone's got to be there. Uh, to and by the way, one other thing, and again, I'm not minimizing the role. The principals, as you indicated, have been amazing, and I've been amazed at what I've heard about and what I've seen. Uh, but but let's get them back to doing what they do best. Let's get them back to you know concentrating. 24 hours a day on the academics and on the extracurricular that are going on in the schools and enhancing the lives of our children in that way. Um, and I'm not saying that there aren't plenty of uh, medical committees and nurses and doctors that have been, you know, at the forefront for these schools. But I don't know. I feel bad for a lot of the principals because it seems like they're very preoccupied uh, with this whole issue. A again, not not their fault, but but you know, we we do want them to get to a point where they're able to concentrate on what they do best. Absolutely. And I know uh, certainly uh, from the principals of the schools uh, which my uh, children attend who are just incredible in general, um, I know they'd like uh, nothing more than to do that. Yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely right. All right. Kidspetition.com. Make your own decision, everybody. I just thought it was really important uh, once uh, uh, certain members of this committee and then AJ contacted me, I thought it was really important to bring this to the attention of our parents out there, uh, let's at least talk about it. Let's talk about this. Let's get schools to consider uh, different policies for year three than we had in year one, and let's just have a conversation and all get on the same page. The fact that this is dividing people in our community is terrible. All we're asking for is uh, a dialogue, and now it seems like it'll be a nationwide dialogue uh, so that we can uh, do what's best for the future 
of our children. Kidspedition.com, kidspedition.com. You can read all about it. It's one sheet. You can read all about it. It's pretty uh, straightforward. If you want to sign it, certainly they welcome you to do so as well. A.J. Schreiber, anything else you'd like to add, sir? No, I just really thank you for uh, for giving for adding to the voice uh, that all of these concerned parents have uh, and allowing us to uh, have this conversation, this dialogue um, uh, in public for everyone. Yeah, 100%. If we're doing it for the betterment of our children in the long run, then, then it's obviously a really, really important cause and one that I hope everybody uh, can uh, can uh, speak about and get on the same page about. Uh, AJ, I thank you, and call it a vote, and we'll remind everybody about the petition. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. AJ Schreiber, petition is available now at kidspetition.com, kidspetition.com. Whether you do or don't agree with what we just said, let us talk about it and, and, and bring your concerns, either the same ones that we have that we just expressed, or if you have concerns on the other side, bring the concerns to the principal's and to the health committees, and to the people in the schools. Let the schools hear from parents what's going on so they can continue uh, to do what's best for our children. But with year three policies, yeah, believe it or not, anybody who entered, and I know this from personal experience, anybody who entered a, uh, a school in 2019, in September of 2019, they're now going on their third year of this whole COVID craziness. Um, let, let's make sure that year three is being treated the way it should be treated and it's not being treated like year one. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.